which appliance might start taking over baking, the great chewy versus crispy cookie debate, and some inspiration for French toast lovers everywhere. Speaking of brunch, guess what Michelle Obama ate every day for breakfast until she was 19? I guess you'll have to stick around to find out. This week on Need to Know. Bakers, welcome back to Need to Know, where each week we're serving up all of the hottest takes on the latest baking news, gossip, entertainment, and online trends fresh from the oven. I'm Mia Brabham, host, entertainment expert, and focaccia fanatic, and today our special guest is Max Kamungai. He's a Broadway star and the creator of the sourdough delivery business, Hump Day Dough. Be sure to subscribe, rate five stars, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, or like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Now, grab some breakfast, bake as you listen, or pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea because here's this week's trends hot from the oven. Alrighty, folks, here's what I have for you this week. Hot from the oven. I feel like we need like some fire sound effects. So, so fun to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, air fryers are truly taking over the world. What are these culinary creatures, you ask? They're essentially mini convection ovens that simulate deep frying without actually submerging the food in oil. Instead, they circulate hot air with a fan and create a crisp outer layer on the foods you put inside. It uses less oil than deep fryers and cooking times may be reduced by up to 20% or more. Pretty cool. Confection ovens have been around since 1945, but in 2010, Philips introduced the air fryer that's gaining major popularity today. And for a good reason. You can throw almost anything in there from chicken wings to potato chips to fish and steak. But of course, here on Need to Know, I have one question. Can you bake in it? Gemma just got one herself, so she's going to give us all the goods on this in just a bit. Former first lady, style icon, and now TV executive Michelle Obama appeared on Jimmy Kimmel this week to promote her new children's culinary show, Waffles and Mochi, and to try to get his six-year-old daughter, Jane, who's so cute, to eat vegetables. In the process of this, she revealed that her daughters, Malia and Sasha, have been taking up baking during the pandemic and that she only ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for breakfast up until the age of 18. 19, actually. Funny enough, I still eat this for breakfast, but it actually caused a huge debate on our team about what acceptable breakfast foods are versus what aren't. Let us know. Is it okay to eat this for breakfast? I think so, but if you don't, it's okay. I can take the heat. All I know is little George and Kevin, who is Gemma's husband, have been watching Michelle's new show, Waffles and Mochi, and they absolutely adore it. They rave about it so far, so I can't wait to watch myself and maybe even have Miss Obama on the show. How about that? It is a good day because there is a lot happening in cookie news. For springtime, Oreo has brought back two of its new flavors, or newer flavors, I should say, Sakura Matcha and Oolong Peach. The Sakura Matcha flavors have pastel pink, cherry blossom flavored cookies with green matcha filling, and the Oolong Peach flavor has a black Oolong tea flavored cookie with an orange peach flavored cream. Do you follow? They're only available in Hong Kong right now, but something that is available in the U.S. is the new ready-to-eat Pillsbury soft-baked cookies. It's the first time that Pillsbury will be in the cookie aisle, not in the refrigerator section, and it's so many cool flavors. I'm really excited to try. They have chocolate chip, confetti, sugar, drizzled with icing, peanut butter, which has been a really hot topic on the show lately with chocolate drizzle, all of it. And all this cookie talk has me thinking about one thing, texture. So, 
All of you out there listening, do you prefer soft or crispy cookies? Is there a difference between soft and chewy cookies? Gemma and I have a lot to talk about today, so you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that conversation. All right. Who is in need of some good news, John Krasinski style? I know I am, and I have some for you. Experts say that baking is back, folks. According to the American Baker Association, aka the ABA, the U.S. market for baked goods was strong in 2020 overall. Unit sales have had a positive growth in the commercial bakery aisle since 2018 and 2019, which was mostly me buying heaps of flour. But as far as in-store bakery, unit sales were initially negatively impacted, dropping 23.3% from 2019. But our little friend data showed that there is a rebound already beginning for in-store bakery unit sales in the fourth quarter of 2020. If you're not into finance, that means the end of the year. So bakers are expecting long-term increased production as a result. (laughs) Yay, baking. Love it. I'm so excited. So it seems like we just can't escape TikTok these days. And that's because baking creators on that platform just keep delivering. Brunch is really big right now on TikTok. And we've seen a huge uptick in French toast creations. There's vanilla chai French toast, Nutella stuffed coffee French toast. Oh my gosh, put it in front of me right now. And cinnamon French toast bake. Interesting. Oh, there's so much more. I don't know. I didn't even know that. Um, It feels like my head's going to fall off, honestly. I mean, have you ever scrolled down TikTok? You just keep going and you can't stop. I know Gemma has some juicy tips and sweet secrets on how to make the best French toast ever. So for a true culinary take, we need a real expert. Please welcome your favorite professional baker, host, cookbook author, and Bigger Boulder Baking creator, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Mia. How are you? I am well. I I had um, a coffee today. I've never tried this before. It was a lavender coffee. Have you ever had that? You don't you don't like coffee, do you? No, I, I oh I love coffee. I oh, don't do? like. I, I have to say too, I'm only only now recently coming around to lavender, like lavender shortbread. I can mm. get on board with that, but I'm very funny good. when it comes to putting certain floral things in my like baked goods and things like that. Yeah, I had no interest in having it in my coffee, but thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, know, I was a, a little skeptical. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I added vanilla for some a little bit of normalcy, but it ended up being it, it ended up being really tasty. How about you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Trudging through, trudging through. Glad it's spring. Um, so that definitely makes things a lot better. Um, but let's talk about <clears throat> some hot takes this week. And we have a lot of good things. I'm very excited about these conversations coming up this week. So um, first things first, air fryers just in general. We've seen this a lot lately. And I'm like, this week I was like, it's time to talk about this. Like they're everywhere. And you have one too, I know. So the big question is, can you bake in air fryers? So I just got my air fryer, super excited. I have used it a lot. And um, yes, you can absolutely bake. It is like a compact little, like super powerful oven on your countertop. And especially like I've got a smaller one and it's perfect size mm-hmm. for Kevin and I. But yeah, mm-hmm. like you'd be astounded. I'm going to start releasing uh, releasing recipes um, <gasps> in the coming months of recipes you can make in an air fryer. And oh, honestly, um, the the possibilities are endless. Gemma, Gemma, please let us in on the secret, a.k.a. us. By us, I mean me. 
what like what kind of things are we allowed to know like are they cookies is it like short lavender shortbread it's a little bit a little bit of everything like you okay. can you could like because it's so versatile so it's a little bit of everything yeah. it's like you know a big giant cookie in an air fryer there's like cakes there's lots of good stuff they, I, oh I absolutely gosh. love my air fryer and I use it almost every night and I don't do you know what though really bugs me Mia and I don't know if this is just me don't but me. why do they call it a fryer like I have no idea I thought for years this is why I've only gotten one now I thought it was one of those deep fryers that you put a little bit of oil in the bottom and it swirls around the basket and it like dips it in oil I yeah. thought that's what it was for the longest time because it said fryer in the name but it's not a fryer at all I know isn't that weird I so in doing my research for it I found that it's like uh, it's air that circulates it so it fries everything and that's how you get the crisp layer and clearly like you don't put like a ton of oil in there um, but I, I think that's how it gets its name but it, it is still weird to me that it's a fryer because it is like you said it's more like an oven so maybe we need to talk to Phillips about this Phillips come on the show maybe <laughs> Um, I have to say, though, like it's like for roasting vegetables, my oven here in my house is not the best, to be honest with you. There's Mm. certain things it does well and certain things it doesn't. It's not great at roasting, um, especially vegetables. I find that they just kind of sit on the tray and they don't get like nice and hot and like all toasty. But my air fryer, like you put a a head of cauliflower in that bad boy and like, oh, my gosh, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper insane like that's the best cauliflower you've ever eaten i have no idea why but it's absolutely (laughs) delicious something about the countertop i guess but that's that's really fun i made a huge mistake um because when i was moving i think it was two years ago now i gave my air fryer to my mom i was really trying to like minimize the amount of stuff i had and it was so clunky and i was moving cross country and i was like i'm gonna leave this with you and it's the biggest mistake i've made because i want it back mom if you're watching please just ship it i'll pay for shipping it's fine but um yeah you really make me want to get an air fryer and i'm very excited to try all of your new recipes that you're going to have. So moving on, we're going to talk about French toast and French toast variations are huge on TikTok right now. Uh, So what are some of your best French toast practices? My best. So I didn't know that French toast was the new hot thing on TikTok. Thank you for telling me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Me either. (laughs) I've... (laughs) I never figured out Snapchat and now I've got to figure out TikTok. This is all, this is all new to me. Um, so one of my favorite things, like soaking, but the number one is like soak your French toast for as long as you can, whether it's like an hour, two hours overnight. Like I leave mine soaking in the fridge, just let that puppy soak and like get really custardy and like really moist and everything like that. So that's what I would say my main, main thing is. Then also like hot pan, some butter in yeah. there. Butter is super important. Here's a little tip, Mia. Um, that sometimes you'll see this in recipes, uh, not often. Butter your French toast. Butter your bread, then put it in your custard, but like butter Uh, it first and it gets a lovely crispy outside. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. My mom used to do that the whole time when we were young. Oh my gosh. And then it's still like gooey and not gooey is not the word, which we're we're about to talk about texture, but like the inside's still soft and just yummy, but the outside is crisp when you do that. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. And then it's a little bit salty from the butter. Oh, it's so delicious. Oh my gosh. Do you have a favorite topping or something you like to put in your French toast? 
You know, I'm not, I, I feel like that's more of an American thing, putting stuff in stuff. I'm really in, revealing like, myself stuffing, here. <laughs> like stuffed French toast. Uh, I feel like I, that's not something I, I like, like I grew up, my mom, so we, in Ireland you have um, what's called eggy bread. So it's the exact same as French toast, but it's, I think it's like a Welsh thing. It's, it's the exact same. It's a bit of bread, an egg, and a little bit of milk. And then you fry it off. But uh, we just had it plain. My mom used to make it for us all the time. And we just have it like plain. Like if she put it on a napkin, we'd go into the city girl and watch TV and just like eat a piece of French toast. Mm. It was delicious. That sounds so, so good. So I, 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 I like it to keep it simple when it comes to my French yes. toast. Okay, Gemma, honestly, me too. And it's funny. I'm glad we had this conversation because I did not, I've never stuffed my French toast with anything. Um, but one of the trends is like people are putting like Nutella and like different things in it. Oh, so yeah. honestly, I'm like, it's an American thing and it must be like a Gen Z TikTok thing um, because I had maybe. never heard of this ever. I was like, okay, maybe I should try. Like I said, I always say this every episode, down to try anything once. Um, so speaking of texture, since we kind of hopped into this a little bit, I'm very excited to talk about this. So is there a difference you think between soft and chewy cookies? Soft and chewy cookies. Yes. A chewy cookie is the gooey, uh, almost like, you know, just, just baked, like gooey, almost like raw, like doughy, doughy center. Mm. And then soft are those really incredible, like they're, they, they don't have that gooey center. They're almost a little bit like cakey, but they're not cakey cookies. Um, um, and they're just like, I, I don't know what it is about them, to be honest with you, whether like it's cake flour they're made with or I don't like I don't know if they are engineered in a lab somewhere. But uh, I haven't had, to be honest with you, that much experience with a soft cookie. I'm all about gooey, chewy. And yeah, now my new favorite too. thing is thin and crispy. Mm. So um, either of those. But I, yeah, the soft, chew, a soft cookie. I think what isn't there a brand that does them really well? Like um, I'm trying to think of where I've seen them before. I don't but know. Yeah, like, brand. I, I mean, I, I never turned down a cookie. Yeah. I don't know a, a specific brand, but I feel like people listening might know what I'm about to say. It's like the Walmart. I, I literally just call them like Walmart cookies. Like they're soft and they have that, um, that circle of frosting on top. I don't know if there's a name. Oh yeah. Do you know what talk, like when I think of soft cookies, that's what I think of, but I'm like, what's their name? Somebody tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Who I don't knows? know. How did that come about? Are soft cookies now the big thing? I, I wonder. I, I don't know if they are. I think that chewy cookies are. I think crispy cookies are. But really, I only asked because we were talking about this with the team and I described something as chewy, I think. And someone was like, no, 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 that's like more soft. And I was like, oh, is it? So I wanted to ask you, you know, what you think. But do you have a preference? Do you have a preference for, oh, for sure. probably gooey soft, and chewy and all those <laughs> things? Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, let's not forget, there's also cakey cookies, Mm. which have no gooey center, which are not my favorite. They're like, yeah. they're nice, but you don't get, like, I love, like my chewy cookie recipe on the website, it's crispy on the outside and gooey in the middle. And when oh. you eat them just fresh out of the oven, oh my gosh. That's so, so good. One of the best things you'll ever eat. 
That's so good. But really this starts a huge debate. Like I remember in my house growing up when we put cookies in, I, we would take them out earlier than you're supposed to for the recipe because we like them soft and we like it to sit. Um, when, I, when we took it out the oven, we put it on top. We let the air kind of cool it. And then it'd be crispy on the outside, only a little, but it's mostly gooey. And my mom would put hers back in. She would literally take her three or her two cookies and put them back in for 10 minutes. And they come out and I'm like, mom, those are literally charred. Like you can't eat those. She's like, oh, but I will. And crispy so good. So it's just, it's interesting to, to me to see, um, you know, what people prefer. But um, Pillsbury does have that new soft cookie. Um, so we'll have to try it. Um, their first time okay. in the commercial yeah, I'd be down to try cookie us. aisle. Oh my gosh, Gemma's going to try it. Okay, I'm going to send you some. I'm going to send you some in the mail. So when it pops up, don't be surprised. <laughs> it's from me. Um, but um, last thing before we move on, you know, what's new or move on to what's new with you, make your boulder baking. Do you think peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for breakfast is weird? Because Michelle Obama said that she ate them until the age of 19 for breakfast when she's promoting her new show, Waffles and Mochi. Um, but I, I don't think it's that weird. What do you think? <laughs> Um, you know, I suppose it, like is it, the question is that weird? Like, I suppose it's not yeah. that weird because, especially for teenagers, like you kind of like you know maybe she's like not living at home at nineteen years of age. Maybe she's moved out and like that. Those are the three things that she has in her cupboard. Um, I have to say though, I have zero experience. I, I've never eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <gasps> ever. Um, I just, I, because I would have, <laughs> I just didn't grow up with it. So I, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I've had peanut butter and jelly together, obviously, because I've had like, yeah. I have a cookie on the, on the website that's peanut butter and jelly. I've tasted like yeah. desserts that have been like, that are, I really do love peanut butter and jelly together, even more than yeah. I do peanut butter and chocolate. I'll tell mm. you what we did in Ireland. And this might just yes. be a Stafford household thing, or it could have been the rest of Ireland. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because we were a country that was in a deep famine for a long time, <laughs> but what we would do is get a sliced piece of bread, just like the way you'd get like a wonder slice, a piece of slice of bread. We would butter it, get a banana, slice up the banana, um, sprinkle over sugar and then sandwich it together with another piece of buttered bread Ooh. and you'd have a banana sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh, with the sugar? That sounds so good. That sounds so good. I'm going to make that. I think I have all the ingredients and I'm going to try that. Um, I used to do it on toast with cinnamon, which is again, revealing me as very American because that is an American taste as we learned, but that's cool. I like how the Irish do that. Um, but oh, it's really anyways, good. I'd still eat it to this day. Oh yes. We love peanut butter and, um, banana, I guess just banana. Um, so what's new with you these days? What have you been up to? So what's new with me? I have been, we've been putting in a lot of hours in the kitchen recipe testing. I have to say um, that we will, um, things will start to look a little bit different over these next few months. And mm. uh, that's all I'm going to say, because if I say any more, Kevin will kill me. I'm like, but, that's um, it. <laughs> There's a lot of, yeah, there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change and change, although, um, 
you know, can be scary, is going to be very good. And I'm really, really excited. We, we just made some really big decisions this week. And we will let um, you guys know um, as soon as uh, we are able to, which will just be in the next coming weeks. <gasps> wow. Well, congratulations, whatever yeah, so it stay is tuned. already. You'll, you'll see exactly what it is. You're not going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to miss it. Okay, cool. I, I will be looking out. Um, congratulations already. Very excited for all the new things, especially with the new season. And so thank you again, Gemma, for taking time to be here today. Thank you, um, Mia. Thank you. And right after this break, we're going to be chatting with Max Kumangai. So we'll see you in a second. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about another podcast that I love. It's called Add Passion and Stir. Add Passion and Stir is an incredible podcast from my friends at Share Our Strength. They're the nonprofit that run the No Kid Hungry campaign, and they know a lot about food food systems and what it takes to change our world for the better. I was even featured in an episode last December. Every week on Add Passion and Stir, host Billy Shore talks to people from the culinary, non-profit, political and media worlds about the central role that food plays in so many things we care about, like hunger, nutrition, education, health, entertainment and much more. They talk about food, not just why we love it, but how central it is to the overall quality of our lives. I think you'll learn something new and you'll be inspired at the same time. I can tell you, putting world-class chefs together with leaders from the non-profit sector creates such amazing, eye-opening conversations. Download an episode of Add Passion and Stir today and check it out. You will be hooked. All right, everybody, pull up your seats to At The Counter, a segment where we have a conversation with people who are doing interesting and amazing things in baking. His voice is as smooth as the butter you will put on his bread. He's a Broadway star that you may have seen in shows, including Waitress the Musical. You know I love that show. Jagged Little Pill. And now he's the brains and baker behind the Black-owned sourdough delivery business called Hump Day Dough. Please welcome Max Kumangai. Hi, Max. Hi, everyone. Hi, <laughs> listeners. Hi, Mia. Thanks for having me. This is yes. so great. I'm Thank so you excited. for being here. We are so happy you're here. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, it's beautiful here in New York. It's like oh, yeah. one of the first sunny days here. I actually, funnily enough, was on a run right before this and I rolled my ankle. So I'm glad <gasps> I'm sitting Oh my um, gosh! It's not feeling well. <laughs> no, oh my so, god! We need to get so you stressful. ice. Spring is supposed to be <laughs> like happy, why, but it's right, right. Like why on the first day of spring I rolled my ankle and I can't walk. Awesome. It's right? going well. It's going well. You're like, <laughs> it, well, if it, I mean, it's nowhere. It's not comparable. But I also spilled coffee over myself this morning. Um, oh, that's no. how that going. Oh, no. It's really a mess. Are we in retrograde or something? I'm like, something's got to like, be happening. Why am I a mess right now? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what's know. funny, Max? You can't see it, but. So I spilled coffee on myself. I think this was actually meant to happen because I was wearing, you know, something else this morning, spilled the coffee all over, including my jeans. And then I put on this shirt without thinking. It says New York. And then I didn't realize until I just logged on to do this. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm wearing New York. It's meant to be. Um, So anyway, it's meant to be. So hopping right in. So our first question for you, we like to do this for everybody who comes on the show. You know, you're a baker now, like this is what you do, but also we want to know about you as a person. So completely unrelated to baking, um, baking, you know, sourdough is not the only thing you started as an adult. Um, I read that you also started baking or taking baking, taking ballet classes for the first time ever. 
when you were a grown up, like not as a kid, right? Yeah. So what made you want to try this new thing? And what was that experience like? (laughs) Well, I, okay. So my first year in college, I was going, I was studying music. I was going to be a a choir teacher. Um, And I, at the time, met my boyfriend, who is still my boyfriend. Um, (sighs) What, 10 years? No. 11 years later, um, he was auditioning for musical theater schools. And in order to audition, you had to take like a ballet, like, you know, uh, exam upon auditioning. And I was like, oh no, I think I want to do this, but I've never taken a class ever in my life. So I went (laughs) down, I had friends in high school that had you know, grown up in the ballet studio. And I was like, where should I take? They're like, you should take my 11 year old class bar class so i was it was me as like a 20 20 year old in uh like a bun head pink tights like <laughs> class for a year actually a year um, and then it kind of prepped a year i took a wow. the whole year i actually took a year off from my first first college whitworth college um and kind of like you know played piano took lessons and then uh took ballet lessons and was in a couple of shows. It was like the best year off of my life. Um, And then transferred to University of Michigan where I studied the rest of my, my bachelor degree. Wow. What a story. I mean, an exam and then knowing that's coming and you have to prepare. I mean, that's, that's intense. It was, it was so scary, but also I didn't know. I, we, we didn't have like, YouTube, we didn't have the internet to like prepare us for like who is going to be your rival and who's going to be like, you know, I had no idea how good I needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, was, that kind of saved me. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my um, partner, my boyfriend, um, fiance too. Um, we were supposed <gasps> to be married in October. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Um, we, he is, he is a, uh, high school musical theater audition coach so he's helping kids high school students like get into musical theater schools and he's like they're so so pained by youtube and seeing their their other like you know uh other people auditioning for the program because you know like they he could they can see uh everything like all of their abilities and i think it's it's for me i was like so blessed that I didn't know, know my competition. <laughs> yes. Oh, that always, that always so. helps. Um, but I mean, I think there's something to be said about just like starting something because you want to, you know, whenever you like, regardless yeah. of your age, you're just a true testament to like, it's never too late. And it's the same thing with your business oh. too, that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about this. You were in Waitress the Musical. I did not have a vendetta. I did not actually even know this until I was researching you. This this is literally my number one favorite musical. I've seen it twice. Once in London, once in LA. Yes. Huge fan. But I had no idea going into this. So it's fun. But did you, I want to, did you ever bake any of Jenna's pies in real life? Most notably, deep blueberry bacon. (laughs) You know what? I I did a version of deep blueberry bacon and I said black and it was a blueberry and blackberry pie and I called black and blue pie you know like my eye is black and blue um yeah and and but I didn't put bacon in the crust or anywhere so 
So I, I, I actually didn't try the specific shows, but I baked pies for the show all the time, just because it was my favorite. It was my favorite. It was another way of like, you know, kind of connecting more to the show, baking all of my worries into, into this little pie and like giving it to someone else, you know? Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. It's nice. Baking is soothing. And especially when you do it with purpose and it's also tying your two loves together of, you know, theater, but then also just baking. Um, And so I want to, I should have started this. Congratulations. You are a Grammy winner for Jagged Little Pill. You're part of the cast that freaking recorded the album and it won a Grammy for best musical, which is unbelievable. It's, it was, it was a dream come true. It was, I, I didn't even know the ceremony was happening. Uh, I found out through the group thread that we have for Jagged Little Pill. Um, and everyone was crying and screaming and, you know, it's, so, it's just so sad that we couldn't all be together to yeah. hear the news. You know, we had to hear it from, from our, from our homes, but yeah. still, it's still such a, uh, uh, a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, it is, is, it's so exciting. Um, and so, you know, speaking to this, you have to be a triple threat. I know people like people see shows and they realize this, but truly I want to take a second. Like you have to be able to sing, act and dance. And you've said before that your dad is the person who instilled this love of acting in you. So who, if anybody instilled the love of baking in you, was there someone who kind of sparked this? this love for you? Oh, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. My dad's um, sister is like an amazing artist. Her name's Camille. Um, She, whenever she would come and visit, we would always have some sort of activity. And Mm -hmm. I just remember baking, (laughs) baking no bake cookies, you know, the oatmeal (laughs) and cocoa powder cookies. A good place to start. Um, And just, (laughs) A very good place to start. And just feeling like I could, I like did something amazing. Like I made something out of nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, it was, I, uh, memories of her baking. And my mom also like let me do whatever I wanted in the kitchen, you know, when it came to baking, she just wanted me to explore. Um, so that, that was a big inspiration. And then I, I feel like Ina Garten, Ida Garten is like my my guru um everything she touches is gold so yeah I think that was a a bit of an inspiration too (laughs) yes the barefoot Contessa I mean everybody loves her um including Jen Garner we talk about it on the show (laughs) I feel like I'm gonna meet her that is a life goal Uh, like I won a Grammy now I get to I want to meet Ina Garten manifest it manifest it so you started your business hump day dough during the pandemic so i want to see like into this moment tell us about the days leading up to you starting this business and by the way the site is so beautiful but like tell us what was going through your mind and why you kind of started well you know like everyone during the pandemic was like yearning for a sense of belonging and nothing like sourdough, the process of sourdough to make you feel like you're a part of something. Like you have to, your whole being has to be in check with, with the dough. Right. Yeah. So that was like feeding me. That was like feeding my soul. That was giving me a purpose. 
Um, and after the summer, which was a very crazy summer, if you recall, <laughs> yeah, like Black Lives Matter, I was there. Was, I was like, <laughs> you know, and I, but I also had the the doom of winter like in my in the horizon, and I was like, yeah, this is. It's going to be the demise of my social interaction, my sense of community, right? Like, I'm yeah. not going to want to leave my apartment in New York City where we have to trudge through the snow and, and yeah. it's just all around you. Yeah. Um, but I, and I felt like I was going to lose my sense of community, like my sense of that, that ride that we, that we were on the, in the summer, you know? Um, and, and my boyfriend could, see that I was like kind of becoming a hermit and getting reclusive. So he's like, you should, you should turn what you love to do into a daily activity that you're, and then somehow incorporate that into a, a, a social setting. And I was like, why don't I just like sell bread to my friends just for a month and see how it works and see how it feels. Yeah. And it was, it like, it like cured me at the time. It like saved me. It was so great to like work on something that you felt like you were putting your all in, like, like I do in, on Broadway in all shows, like, and then give it to someone. It's, it's just like such a beautiful exchange, you know? Um, and to do that for my friends was, it was amazing. And I got to see their eyes instead of like through FaceTime yeah. or, you know, um, so that was also feeding me and it got me out of the apartment, which was, which has also like saved me. Um, yeah. so it's really the best part of my day is like delivering to, to artists and, and my friends in, in New York. It's just like, so cool to like check in with people and see how they're doing and like like are you are you you know living every moment to moment like I am yeah. right there with you we are in this together you know mm, yeah so we're in this together really, we're in this together yeah so that's been yeah. amazing so that was that was in the fall um and then we launched the website which felt like the official like grand opening of Hump Day Doe, um in in January so We've been, we've been, you know, morphing and, you know, yeah. making it work. Yeah. And it looks, it looks great. And so, you know, you talk about community connection. We're in this together and, you know, you touched on it, but you personally deliver and drop these off at people's doorsteps who are ordering by foot, yes. by train, yeah. through snow, through yeah. now spring, you do it. Um, what is the biggest thing you learned about people during this time? Cause you say it's good to see people and catch up with them and see their eyes. Um, oh, what yeah. is like a common yeah. thread through, you know, baking for these people? How do you feel connected and what's the biggest thing you've learned? Well, it feels like everyone still has, especially with my, my artist friends, my theater friends, they still like theater hasn't died in their soul. And it, and you can see it when they open the door. They're like, you know, like you can see that, that just in a look, you can see they're, they're they still have a heartbeat for it. And that's, that's what I've needed. Cause I felt myself like being like, oh, feeling the just like feeling that theater was maybe not gonna live through this mm -hmm. you know um and 
and to get to see other people's, you know, how, how they're, how they're thinking about it has helped me like keep, keep it moving, you know, propel forward. Um, yeah, that, that has, that's been a huge inspiration for me is to like connect with those people and make sure we're still like knitting the fabric for theater to come back. You know? Yes. In what <laughs> ways would you say um, theater and baking are alike, like the process of it? Are there any similarities or parallels? Yes. I, <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so many different things you do with baking that the end product is so dependent on. And I feel like with a Broadway show, every single person in that space depends on a successful show, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the successful show depends on every single, every single, like from the crew member calling the, the curtain to go up to the usher, to the stage manager, making sure everyone, like every, everyone, every thing, it's, it's, the, the product, the Broadway show, the dough is so dependent on what you do. Um, mm. That's what, that's what I've um, loved like immersing myself in is like, oh, I feel like, ev- like everything I do is, is gonna make this better, you know? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And I also, everyone in theater loves um, a baked good. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so true. That, that, but, right. Like I, when I would bring pies to waitress, they would like literally we would hold the curtain for five minutes so everyone could get their slice before the show. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so much yeah. fun. I have to say, too, my favorite yeah. thing I saw in an Instagram post that you said shaping bread is like a skincare routine, except for bread. Like you have to like spread it out. And <laughs> yeah. I love you just make it, you know, so accessible for people. And you bring, you bring people, you oh. know, along on your journey, which is so, oh, okay. so cool. Um, but how did you come up with the name Hump Day Dough? How did that come together? Okay. I- at first, I was trying to make my week look like a regular work week. Like Monday, yeah. I would start the dough. Tuesday, I'd bake it. Wednesday, I'd deliver it on your on your hump day to get you through your midweek hump. And then I was like, actually, during a pandemic, every day is a hump day, right? Like every day, every day is hump day. So I, then I was just expanded what hump day means to everyone it's like it's whatever day you want to get through right yeah um and yeah and i like the alliteration day dough is is cute and i also wanted it to um also include the other products that i that i sell like focaccia and crackers and pancakes and um so dough kind of encompasses all of that too. Yes, that's so true. Uh, because you have like what you have hump day sourdough loaf, uh, hump day yeah. pancakes, crackers, focaccia slice, like you yeah. said. Do you have a favorite yes. that you like to make? Is there one that you like to make you know a what? lot? I I love I love uh, the loaves. I loved that process, but it's it 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 can fall flat on your face. So like the focaccia is like. I it's a very simple recipe. There's it looks it's like so kind good. of foolproof. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I owe all of my inspiration to Maurizio. Maurizio, <laughs> um, he has a blog. He's amazing. Um, yeah. 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 I, a lot of his recipes I have used. Um, so, yeah, I think focaccia is my favorite. It's oh my gosh, it's so much too. fun. Yeah, and the, the time lapse, yeah. I literally, I can't stop watching it. Like, it's oh, so, oh, of you, you doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And it's so fun to like watch it rise and you put all of like your ingredients in it. Because I feel like a lot of focaccia yeah. I've had doesn't have stuff in it, but I like you put like tomatoes and there's something else that goes in it yeah. too. Um, but tomatoes, that's cool. I put rosemary. Yeah, rosemary. Speaking of too, rosemary and all the ingredients, you one thing I really like and I feel like you value about your business is transparency. And you have, you know, all the ingredients listed, you know, on the site so yes. people can see it. Um, and you're just very, yes. very open about this. So why is transparency so important to you? And why did you chose um, to do all the ingredients organic? Why was that important to you? Well, for some reason, I feel like it tastes better when it's organic, but that is totally in my head. That's not, that doesn't exist. Um, but I, I wanted it to, I just, you know, part of what gravitated me towards making bread is that it's literally just three ingredients and yeah. that is, and three ingredients can make something so beautiful and, um, and, and sustainable, right? It could last you forever. Um, and it feeds entire communities. And it's been a tradition forever, right? Centuries and centuries for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, so that I want people to know that it's like I'm I'm a part of the continuation of that tradition. Um, the the pancakes, I, I, yeah, I think I think I just also want to let people know just in case they have allergies, um, what exactly is in it. And that holds me accountable too, to like, make sure I'm not, you know, do, you know, putting other stuff in there and then yeah. assuming that they're not allergic to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and the organic thing is like, it's another like added bonus, I think for the consumer. I agree. And speaking of, you talked about traditions. One thing I love is that you customize your bags. Like you draw on them. I see you have stickers too for them. Um, then you deliver it. And I saw too, I don't know if you still do this, but you write personalized notes on postcards yes. from a local shop in Harlem. And you yeah. said that, you know, you hope these pictures of black excellence that's on the cards inspires whoever you give it to as much as they've inspired you. So what gave you the idea to kind of do this tradition? and why is it important to you i i it was uh during black february black uh, february month um and i was like i need to propel i need to perpetuate like the black narrative in 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 this dough right in the bag so i i saw these cards and i was like this is this this is going to be this is going to change the game in terms of like um, bringing the sourdough business to another level, right? Um, making it more specific, making it more personalized. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 another added touch that I wanted to um, bring to the company. So 
I'm I'm obsessed with them. I love going <laughs> over to that shop. They're so sweet over there. That's um, amazing. And they've directed traffic over to my website. And wow. I, I'm so grateful for, yeah, I'm so grateful for, for their, our connection. What shop Definitely. is it? It's called Nilu, N-I-L-U. Oh, cool. It's a novelty gift shop um, just in Harlem. It's, it's so, such a cute spot. Um, and I usually go there on the weekends to like peruse their candles and very cool. Just see what, the, yeah, see what the community's <laughs> up to. <laughs> yes, because community is important to you. Um, speaking yes, of, yeah. I mean, there's some pretty big stars out there who are celeb are like celebrating your bread and buying it. Sarah Bareilles. I know. Um, so, is there anyone that you've been kind of starstruck by that supported your business? I mean, really, I, Sarah was so generous to post about uh, Hump Day Dough, and she she did like an infom- infomercial on yeah. on my Instagram story. It, it was so generous. She's been she's just the best human alive, really. Um, let's see who else. Oh, uh, Ann Patchett, the author. Um, so has been a crazy supporter and Miley Malloy, uh, also another amazing author, author. Um, they, they, yeah, they're, yeah, I've just been so, um, humbled by people's, um, generosity to give, give to my little Sando yes. company. It's, it, it's really like kept me going to, to yeah. see them want to, want to help out it's i'm eternally grateful yeah well i mean your bread must be good because people keep coming (laughs) to get it Um, i hope so (laughs) fingers crossed i bet it is um so your sourdough starter which i think is so funny you call it doe a deer um which you know if people don't know oh my gosh it's a nod to the sound of music is that right (laughs) yes it is it's a there she um, is, Miss America. America. Oh, dear. So have you thought, I mean, clearly yep. like theater led to baking for you in a way or back to baking. Um, so have you ever thought about naming your sourdough products after shows or is that too far for you? Because I was thinking we could do like a <gasps> jagged little bread, uh, you know? Stop or, it. <laughs> or are we staying Stop away from that? I think that'd be really cool to combine your loves in that way. Or is that too cheesy? Forgive me. I'll leave. <laughs> Mia, you just blew my world away. Honestly. Okay. So my fiance partner is um, basically the other half of Hump Day Dough. He is in charge. He like helped me with the website. He is in charge of all the correspondence. He, um, when we were kind of trying to name the products, um, he was the one that was like, let's do, let's do hump day focaccia. Let's like streamline the narrative, just like hump day crackers, hump day focaccia. And I was like, that's great. But I, I was trying to name, I was actually trying to name each loaf and put a little note in the bag and say, you got so-and-so like, this is your loaf. But I actually think, I actually think naming the specific like recipe 
would be brilliant. I think that would be so fun. Mia, that's a great idea. I'm ready for phase two of Hump Day Dough, baby. Okay. All the details. I want all the musicals. Um, yes. I think that's so fun. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel it's so cool that your partner is kind of like the other half and is helping you. And I think everybody oh can God. kind of relate to that in a way because like really it's so funny because you used to be like, you go to work and you spend all the time with people at work. That's where you spend most of your time in your life. And now it's like, yeah. no, we we're spending most of our time with our families, our partners, yep. our everything. Our yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think that is, um, is really, really important. Uh, but speaking of, I mean, expanding, oh. if you do decide to do this, um, I kind of name yeah. the breads after musicals in a way, yeah. um, do you ever plan to kind of expand outside of Manhattan or are you just going to keep delivering in Manhattan? Honestly? Okay. So yes, I, when I first started delivering, I was delivering to every borough. Um, oh, cool. I was spending, yeah, I was commuting to Brooklyn an hour and 30 minutes to deliver bread. That became um, a bit of a challenge because I don't know my way around Br Brooklyn and a, a, a lot of people were ordering from there. And so it would take me literally like seven hours to like travel around Brooklyn, try to figure out where, and then my phone dies. And then yeah. I'm like guessing where the subway is. It, it was, it was a nightmare at, at, at certain points, especially when it was raining. Yeah. So I, I decided to conserve to just Manhattan, which is a feat yeah. in and of itself. Like I going bet. from Inwood, which is the tip of the Island to battery park, um, is, is a, might as well be, might as well go to Brooklyn, might as well go to, you know, Al Albany. Um, but it's, I, I know my way around the streets in Manhattan. So, so we're, we're just doing Manhattan for now. <laughs> another idea. <laughs> if you, yes, you might oh, no, expand. Ahead, please. I was going to say another idea. I think you should do a video montage next on your social account because you have an amazing social account. You should do a video montage, you know, in the subway or like a Instagram reel on the yes. subway with your bread. Because I know you've done a video before, but you should do it in different places in New York. That would be so yes, cool. Um, speaking of two yeah. of New York, what are your favorite New York bakeries? Do you have any favorites? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Magnolia Bakery. Of course. Honey. Mm -hmm. That that um, you out. Yeah. banana cream pudding. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, that is one of my faves. There is the Little Pie Company is also a amazing pie shop. Um, oh gosh, what are other ones? There aren't. Here's the thing: there aren't a lot of um, brick and mortar bakeries in Harlem where mm. I am. Um, so my dream, my dream would be to have a spot where I just yeah. literally bake bread, give it to the community. Um, I think that would be like the next step, not the next step, maybe further down the line, maybe yeah, in a well, maybe. Like, couple years, five, five year plan. I don't know. I think that's That'd a great plan. I, I love that plan. And speaking of dreams, um, do you have anything in mind that you kind of want to do with your sourdough next? Like, do you have a dream menu item um, that you are thinking up? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm wanting to incorporate nuts and berries. 
obviously, you know, I have to be um, transparent about that, like, because allergies, but that would be, I kind of want to have two different loaves um, that are available at, at all times. I'm unfortunately at capacity in terms of what I can do in my oven. Cause I just have a regular conventional oven. Um, and I can, you know, there's that weird window when it's cold proofed and you can't like extend it because then it'll turn out like a pancake. Um, so I can only bake like eight loaves a day and I only have one proofer. So I, I think the next step would be to maybe research a, a commissary kitchen or like another space Ooh. where I can use a bigger oven um, and, but not have to, you know, pay rent on it, but not have to like have the the burden of like, oh, I need to take care of an entire space, um, you know. So that, so yeah, a nut, nut and berry loaf. I also want to include pizza dough that you can just roll out because I am finding that the discard is, is like the gold of, of hump day dough, like the sourdough discard. That's what I make like the crackers and the pancakes out of. And I make uh, uh, pizza dough out of that. I had it last night. It was unreal. Um, So so that would be a fun, fun um, addition to our products. That's awesome. And just like hearing you talk about this, you just, you sound so happy. And you've said so many times, you know, during our chat, like you feel like bread making saved you, like sourdough saved you, this business saved you and it gave you community back. Um, So what part of the process exactly would you say, is it that brings you so much joy? Is it like the kneading? Is it the step-by-step? Is it, is it just having all your attention on this one thing? Like what, what keeps you making more? Yeah, I it, it it feels I feel like I'm taking care of a baby. You know what I mean? I'm I feel like it's giving me like I don't have to worry about the world right now. I just need to have I just need to make I just need to mix this right. I just need to need this right, you know. Um it helps me like get all the distractions out of my head. Um and and also it helps me work through my distractions, right? Like last week was so insane with what happened in Georgia. And mm, yeah. all I could do was like work through it and work through the stress of, you know, worrying about all those, those innocent people um, whose lives have changed forever. Like yeah. their families' lives have changed forever. And it's so, you know, so... It, it helps you work through, it helps, it's like therapy, right? Like it, it really gives you, gives you the platform or the forum to like, just think about all of, think about what's happening, yeah. you know, and process. That's, that's, I think that's what saved me, right? Like I was, yeah, yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> Baking is a soft place to land. It's a soft place to land. Sarah, Sarah knew what she was talking about when she, when she wrote that. She did. It's, it's such a safe place. And we talk about this on the show too. It's like baking sales have gone up and it's exciting to see, you know, flour selling out and 
all of these things. I, I had to use like uh, like gluten-free flour for a few months during, you know, the middle of the pandemic. I couldn't find regular flour when I was in D.C. And um, oh, it's wow. just so oh. cool to see so many people taking baking and it really is a place to process and provide yeah. joy and bring people together and give community feeding someone, nourishing someone is so it's powerful. It's so yes. intimate. Like you literally bake something and you give it to someone. And you're like, I put like my heart, my soul into this. And that's what you get to do for right. so many people. It's absolutely amazing. It's so so yeah, it, it really is. Um, so what do you have to say to kind of new bakers out there who are just getting into this ooh. now? Ooh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, I would say, I would say, Okay, with sourdough baking specifically, like, trust your instincts. Like, allow all of you to be involved in it. And, um, I mean, there are some, like, tools that you need to develop, like how to stretch and fold and and how to mix properly and um, how long to let it rest. Like, there are some, like, sight things that you need to, like, make sure you understand. But then the best part about it is like trusting your instincts and being like, oh, that dough is a little slack. I'm, I, mm. I need to give it one more stretch and fold that, that the recipe doesn't call for because I'm in New York City and there's not a lot of humidity or there is too much humidity. And so it's not letting the dough strengthen. You know, like all of, all of those senses are, are, are good tools, useful tools. Um, and yeah, I think that would, and then also like be patient. It's, it's okay. If you're gonna, I think the best part about baking is you become so much better when you fail, right? Because you learn, you learn from your mistakes. So like, I literally could not bake the loaves I'm baking right now, four months ago, because I didn't have, I didn't have the, the tool, the, the, fails the pancakes yeah. <laughs> the loaf pancakes um to like <laughs> kind of you know um sift through all the 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 bad things that I did with the dough you know yeah um so patience would be a a, a big one because awesome. it's gonna taste good it's gonna taste good <laughs> Yeah, it might not taste good. good if you don't put salt in it, but it, <laughs> it's gonna taste good. <laughs> We're a big fan of salt here, clearly. Um, you know, in yes. this baking house, in this kitchen. Uh, but that's awesome, <laughs> Max. Thank you so much for kind of sharing why you started, how baking saved you, how it's given you a soft place to land, and how you started oh. way back when, you know, with no baked cookies. Like, that's so cool. And um, <laughs> just this community that you're creating uh, is just so exciting. Exciting, And I personally, the number one thing I always say, people are like, what do you miss? And you can't wait to do again. I'm like, clearly go see a live show. Like, so, you know, this oh. is good. I know you want to keep going, uh, you know, when you start performing again. And um, until then, it's just like, this is just beautiful. So thank you for providing the world with your bread. Um, but before oh, we gosh, go, and before you. I get too sappy, let's do a speed <laughs> round to close us off. So I'm okay. going to ask you just a, a, a few quick questions um, all about baking. Okay. And you just tell me your answer. First thing that comes to mind no judgments, say whatever you want okay. and we're ready to receive them. All right. Are you ready? Okay, great. 
Okay. Yeah. He's like in a stance. Okay. In three, <laughs> two, speed round, your favorite baking utensil. Ooh, um, uh, tongs. <laughs> I love tongs too. I love Secretly. tongs. <laughs> okay. Your favorite childhood treat. Chocolate chip cookies. So good. Favorite late night snack. Chips. Specifically <laughs> like potato chips and hummus. Ooh, I've never tried that combo. I gotta do that sometime. Yeah, I know. No one has. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. Everybody go try it. Um, Your favorite baking show. Ooh. Um, I I love uh, the the junior, gosh, the, the, oh gosh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. (laughs) I think Um, I know which one you're talking about. It's like the junior chefs. The junior, yeah, junior chefs. I can't think of the exact um, names, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows exactly. <laughs> yes, and I actually one of the one of the kids came to see Waitress, and uh, wow. and I took him on a tour backstage, and it was so cool to see this little man just like literally kill it in the kitchen, and with yeah. every baked good, it's just like what he's doing is amazing. Matt is his name. Um, oh, Matt, hope you're Matt. watching. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, you're speaking of people. Your favorite person to bake for is. Woo! Uh, I I would say my partner Michael. He, nice. I mean, he loves everything I make, so he'll he'll lead with that. Um, but then he'll also be honest. So that and that makes <laughs> me a better important. baker. That's important. My partner, Dan, is the same way. He's always like, he's like, this is very good. And I'm like, I'm going to need more than that. I'm like, give me yes. some feedback. Like, I need something like- else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so feedback is good. Thank you, Michael. Yes. Um, your least yes. favorite baking question that you get. Like, do you get a question a lot about hump day dough that you are just like. Ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh. Yes. Um, my least favorite. I guess it's not. Uh, I, I guess the question of like, did you make your starter from scratch? And I'm like, well, yes, of course I did. But it's, I guess that's not my least favorite, but I think it's, I think it's like, well, duh, didn't everyone, but some people, but some people don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't ask that here. Like it was a part of the process. Yes. Yes. No, it's okay. Wow. I always feel like everyone, I'm, when they I'm, say it, they're like, this is a trick question. They're always like, oh my gosh, wait, should I say that out loud? I feel bad. But no, hey, right, it helps. Right. It helps people. Um, and finally, the number one thing you've learned from baking. Um, what have I learned from baking? That it, it, that it can be therapy. It can be therapeutic. Mm. That it is, period, therapeutic. I agree. Thank you, Max, yeah. for coming. Um, I mean, you're truly, Mia, thank you, you. No, thank you. And I mean, you're truly a testament to the statement, you know, you can do anything. Like you did ballet, 
You did baking. Um, I mean, you're a Broadway star. Like you, you've just done all these things that I hope you realize how special you are. Like it's not, people aren't walking around every day doing this. So, I mean, it's just your true testament. I hope people listening know that they can do anything. They can have the confidence to start, you know, baking. It's never too late to start baking. Um, You're here, Gemma, this is her thing. Like she likes to instill confidence in people who are baking for the first time. So it's never too late. Welcome to the club. Um, And thank you for being Thank you. So excited. So where can we find you? Of course. Where can we find you on social media and what, how can we support you? Okay. So, um, my website is humpdaydough.com. Um, and you can order loaves there. You can gift a loaf to people in Manhattan. That's super easy to do. Um, or any, any product on our website. Um, my Instagram handle is at, at humpdaydough, uh, that's all you say, right? At Humpdaydo. Um, and then my uh, my personal um, Instagram is Max Kumangai, um, my last name. And that's about all the social media things that we have going on. We don't have a TikTok. Awesome. We're thinking about making a video of that. So, <laughs> so. Ooh, we will be waiting. I'm very excited. <laughs> and again, I'm Mia. You can find me on Twitter at hot mess Mia. You can find me on Instagram at yours truly Mia. Don't forget need to know podcast is just starting out. We're a little baby, just like a little sourdough starter. Um, so be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, five stars, leave a review, leave a comment with what you want to see next week. We read all of them. I love reading through them. Um, and we're so grateful that you're here, Max. Thank you for listening y'all. And we'll see you in that next episode. Bye. Thank you so much.